Here we go. Sean Dizzle. Mikey Hizzle. Hey, brother. It is a Wednesday. It's going up on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a Tuesday. A Wednesday. Not a Tuesday. A Wednesday. And uh, this is Shorty But a Goody. And that's what she said, baby. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> We've been enjoying recording so much, we decided to add Wednesdays to our docket. So now you'll hear an episode every Wednesday and every Sunday. Dang. So, happy recording day. Happy recording day, bro. Salute. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. Yeah, so with keeping these kind of short, I guess we should just jump straight into some stuff. And one thing that's going on literally as we speak and uh, has been going on since late last week is uh, the ISRO, which is the Indian Space Research Research. Research. (laughs) Yep. The Indian Space Research (laughs) Organization. And they have, um, they've been trying to get a Land Rover thingy on the moon. And, uh, it's really funny because I found this like whole thing happening, uh, the, the morning after we stayed up till like two or three in the morning talking about aliens and AI and space and like all that stuff and conspiracies and why has no one ever gone back to the moon? It's been almost, it's been basically 60 years. Um, so I thought it was really funny the next morning I stumbled upon this on Twitter and, uh, so if you haven't, if you haven't been following it, they actually thought they failed like to the point where the prime minister of India, like addressed, you know, uh, the space organization and, the country and essentially the world saying, you know, we haven't failed. Like we're going to keep going. All our scientists kick ass. We're going to get there. Uh, and Hmm. they lost communication with the spacecraft, uh, 2.1 kilometers, kilometers, whatever. I don't know. Kilometers Uh, (laughs) (laughs) above the moon's surface. Right. So they thought like, Oh my God, it's done. That sucks. Well, then a few days later, they find out that uh, it apparently self-landed not that far from where it was scheduled to land, Um, and they're trying to get all the communications up and running, but they pretty much think at this point, even though it's, I I guess it's leaning a little, um, it's fully operational, and I guess they're trying to get everything working, so... Hmm. India has officially landed on the moon. Wow. 
That's actually impressive, especially since, uh, you know, they're last to the race, I guess. I don't know. It seems like they are. I mean, haven't we put like two or three rovers on the moon already? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. You know, the moon to me is kind of one of those things where it's like we went there supposedly. We found out it's just a big ball of dust. (laughs) and it's really sweet that it controls our gravitational pull and tides but you know what are you gonna do on the moon yeah so i don't ever really think about the moon you know everyone's focused on mars and sending like dude they're sending an ape into the the fucking sun to like see what's gonna happen as if we don't know so there's so much other space exploration going on like the closest thing to us, I don't really ever think about unless it's like, oh, full moon, that's really pretty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that, that just like puts me in the mindset of, of the movie Planet of the Apes, right? They send an <laughs> ape into the, into the, uh, to the moon and then it comes back down and like the, all of society is completely different. Um, or they send the dude up to space, and then when he finally lands, society is completely different, and and everything is run by apes. Then he becomes a prisoner. Great movie. Anyway, you should see it. Watch the originals. They're even scarier. I don't know, dude. Uh, you know, space always fascinated me as a kid, but these days, man, I just don't really get into it as as much as I used to. Um, but I am kind of intrigued because. I think it's something else out there. And like we talked about, dude, I, I think it's shit out there that that would blow our minds and it's probably just being hidden from us. You know, I, I think that if the universe is as vast as people say that it is, as a scientist say that it is, then essentially we are one planet that's within a galaxy that we haven't even explored and we don't even know really what's living on all these different planets if anything at all and then we are one galaxy amongst many star systems of galaxies and there can be you know we live in the milky way and there could be i don't know as many stars as there are, there could be different suns for e- for each star system, and on and on and on. I mean, they they're yeah. finding planets that are a billion light years away, three or four star systems away from us. They're finding planets, and I don't know, dude. Is something out there? There's got to be. <clears throat> I mean, space is so huge, you know. But anyway, I thought it's pretty interesting. I'm going to keep following it, see if they can, uh, you know, get their little rover out on the moon and what sort of shit they find. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if if you want, you can, uh, like I said, I follow the uh, ISRO on Twitter. And that's their that's their handle is at iosro, and uh, you know 
you can kind of see the whole story and if you want if not you know you're uh you're a grown adult so do what you want but i think it's cool man i like space the indian space rover yeah it's called a uh, verkram i think verkram verkram i don't know how they say it dude that's it is cool um what do you think they're going to find up there? Anything? Because they're obviously not the first rover. Oh, man. I, you know, I don't think they're going to find anything. You know, it's it's a moon. <laughs> I, I think our endeavors with Mars are probably a little more uh, intriguing and probably beneficial. But then again, maybe not. I don't know. I, I again, I just think it's like I've always followed uh, at some points, like way too much into things uh, with following and reading articles, and you know, trying to keep up with what's going on outside of our planet and stuff with like NASA and you know uh, the Russians and and all that stuff doing space exploration i just i eat it up man sometimes i you know i'm a little too busy to stay super current yeah but uh it's just insane man you know yeah uh, but <clears throat> anyway you yeah. came across another article uh about some some peeps uh was it in arkansas Little yeah. Rock. I used to live there. I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, is equally as interesting. It is very interesting. Uh yeah, so I found this article about about one of the churches there that is um helping the city um by employing homeless people to clean the city. And they're actually giving them nine twenty-five an hour, which is two dollars over minimum wage. And um, it's all being spearheaded by the church, but obviously the uh, the state legislators have sanctioned that this is a good thing that they'd be willing to do and support. So the funding is there, um, but uh, this just came out. Uh, they're paying them nine twenty-five an hour. State minimum is seven twenty-five, and for those who are willing to help out and and actually do the work of cleaning, um, they get mental health and physical health uh, assistance and examinations. They get help with interviews and housing on top of it, on top of the nine twenty-five an hour. Dang, bro. Um, so I, I thought that it was pretty cool and worth at least mentioning, man. Um, this is what the church should be doing. <laughs> this is what we're For supposed sure. to look like right here, man. Uh, they've so far uh, since the program started five months ago, I think it was like in May or something like that. Um, it might have been March. I don't know. It was five months ago. Uh, there's been 130 sites that have been cleaned up. 
over 1,800 hours worked, and over 2,000 bags of trash and debris removed from the city streets. And, you know, the cool thing is, like, the report is showing, like, these people that are going from site to site, they run into their buddies, and they're like, hey, look, you know, you need to join us and and get in on this right here. Uh, it's, I mean, it's it's pulling people off the street, keeping them from their, you know, we'll work for foods or please help signs or whatever they might be holding up on the side of the road. And yeah. it's actually giving them an opportunity to um, to help their city and help themselves at the same time. So I, I thought that that was very noteworthy. A, a bit of good news for a change, you know? Definitely. And I mean, there's so many layers to this. I feel like, personally, <clears throat> just like, you know... Uh, like to be a homeless person i don't i don't know what it's like i just don't i've never been poor i've struggled several times and i'm not that old so i get it you know yeah i mean i get that part of it but i've never been on the street holding a sign begging and uh a part of like helping homeless people to me is like kind of realizing that it's not just about oh you don't have a job or a house or someone that loves you it there's this huge psycho psychological you know mental thing going on and i just i don't know if like people kind of think about that part of it you know what i mean but like the self like worth part to me has always been like in a weird way, I think I kind of always relate it to like Jesus saying, or I don't remember who, but you know, uh, in the Bible, it was one of the disciples actually. And I, you probably know the name. I don't remember which disciple it was specifically, but I'm sure everyone knows what I'm going to say, you know, walk by a homeless guy who's, or the beggar and says, well, I don't have money, but what is so funny? <laughs> <laughs> Walks by the the guy begging. He's like, "Hey man, I ain't got money, but here's what I do have." Like, well, what what did he have? Yeah, and, yeah, it's eternal life. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't mean you're rich all of a sudden. But the mindset and the the self worth and the hey, like you can be a part of society again. Like you are a human. You're not a piece of trash. Like you're worth something, you yeah. know. And giving giving people that is huge because it's something i've always kind of thought would be in, like i'm gonna say cool but it would be a, a good thing to do and it would be tough because you're dealing with you know people who you don't just need money bro you need to know that like you're not a piece of shit and you're not worthless and like you can live and have a job and go eat at restaurants and hang out with people like giving the the hope back and the just normal thing that we take for granted every day when we go to work and we kiss our wife and we or husband and you know we go hang out with friends later and we order something from amazon and yeah. i don't know does that make sense oh yeah sure i mean i i, I think to your point um you know it, it gives a person a lot of 
self-value that they probably haven't had in years. You know, I mean, they're they're doing such a good and positive thing. It's giving them a chance to uh, giving people a chance to take some pride in themselves and and actually see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I, I know the skeptic would probably say, well, I wouldn't dare give them money because they're just going to go buy drugs with it. But the thing is, is, you know, we got to start somewhere with people. And, yeah, you know, the report says that there so far have been just over 380 participants in the uh, in the program. And a lot of those 380 are repeat um, repeat workers are coming back again. So, I mean, I think it's like you can choose how, how much effort you want to put in, how much work you want to put in. Uh, and, but to me, if you're saying that a lot of those 380 workers are repeat workers, that means they're not just getting the money and then just shooting, <laughs> you know, they're not just yeah. getting it to me. At least that, that would say to me that, um, you have enough people who are getting the money and then getting the training and getting the mental health help and physical help and actually appreciating it and valuing what they work for. Um, and it does a lot for a person. I think it's a very good thing. So it's not, I don't know. I, I, I would caution people hearing a story like this and being immediately negative and thinking about what the person might be doing wrong with the money. Um, but I would err more on the positive side and say, you know, look, if, look at what good this church is doing. Like they, they're even able to provide housing for them to get them off the street, which gives them an incentive to go back and do some more work. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hard pressed to see the negative side of this. And for me, it's very easy to see the positive side. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I totally understand the, the mindset of, Oh, well, why would you pay them money? And especially more than minimum wage when obviously their track record is showing they're not good with money. And they're going to go waste it. And it's probably just going to go to drugs and booze and whatever else that's bad. You know, I, I honestly get that because I got to a point, especially living in Detroit, I mean, there's so many, you know, in the homeless population and people begging that I began to see, man, there's networks and they're like that like being homeless is their life and they don't want to not be homeless because that is their life. That's how they make their money. They know what church to go to on what day to get their meal. They know what church to go to on what day to get a new blanket. They know that they could spend, you know, a whole day and a night in this place. And they, they, there's a network and that's their thing. Kind of like, you know, people talk about being in prison so long. You don't know how to reacclimate to, regular society because prison is what you know it's what you do it's your home that's your life you know i get that part so i don't give you know people asking for money money because 
if you say you want some food, all right, bro, let's get you some McDonald's right here. No, no, I need some cash, man. Okay, well, <laughs> do you want the food or do you want the cash? I, I don't honestly trust people at that point with giving them money either. You know what I mean? And I sure. work for my money. My wife and I, we work hard. And maybe that's just the white America coming out in me, but, you know, I don't know. So I, I totally understand that side of it, but, and I don't want to say but as in I just null and void everything I said. I also understand the fact that, like, this is an awesome thing that's happening. And I think it's probably should at least i was gonna say will become but it should most likely become um a model to replicate in other cities and other places across you know wherever in the world because it sounds awesome you know what i mean like giving people a place to kind of reacclimate back into you know regular society i guess I mean, why is that a bad thing? And yeah, you're going to have some people that, you know, they're just trying to make nine bucks an hour for a few days and then they saved up X amount and they're going to go waste it on booze and drugs and blowjobs and whatever else. But I mean, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't like try and offer these things for people and help people out. You know what I mean? Sure. So I I definitely see both sides and I definitely lean towards this is awesome and I can't wait to see what becomes of it. And uh, whoever this body of believers is or organization or 501c3 nonprofit, whatever, you haven't named who they are and we don't have to, but whoever they are, like, I think it's, I think it's great that they had the idea and they found a way to do it. And I mean, it's inspiring, man. No doubt about it. And um, it should be inspiring for a lot of church people. <laughs> I would think so too. You know, I mean, cause, cause it's not a handout. It's like, Hey, you want money work for it. That's the same thing I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, you know, the scripture in James chapter one, pure, and undefiled religion, right? What it's supposed to be, taking care of the widow and the orphan, um, you know, the poor, people that are people that are without. You know, one of the things that the uh, the church in Antioch, according to Scripture, it was the first church where they were called Christians. Scripture says that they had everything in in common. <laughs> that they took care of the poor and they took care of the widows and the orphans and those that were hungry, those that were without. You had people who was what they did as part of their community is just so close. You know, there was a, there was a lady that died and Peter said that she can't stay dead because she's too valuable to the community. She's too valuable for the church. And what her job was, was to mend clothes and to to sew clothes for those who didn't have it. He said she was so valuable, they had to pray to bring her back from the dead. Um, There's there's something about someone who has a heart for for those that are 
that are down and out. And you don't really understand the, the magnitude of that heart until you see it in action. Until you see, you know, somebody with a big heart go and hug someone that smells like booze and piss. Wraps their arms around them and says, look, I got something for you to do. You know, come here, come and let me help you. It, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Um, and, and not a strength that that is afforded to all, but there are very few, select few, that have a heart to be able to do something so grand such as this. <clears throat> that they should be celebrated, man, and they should be lifted up. And this is something yeah. that, as far as I'm concerned, that those that are part of the church, I'm talking about the real church, the church of Jesus Christ, those who are part of the kingdom of God, that don't necessarily have the heart to be able to do something like that. I would argue that that's where we should be directing our funds. That's the kind of thing that we need to put our money behind so that we can help continue programs like this. This is the kind of thing that we need to support because it, it, it has obvious effects to it. It has obvious benefits to it, not only to the individuals that are out there actually doing the cleaning, uh, but to the city that they live in, their, their literal physical community is actually being impacted and infected over, what did I say? I find this again. It was like 120 sites or something like that that's been cleaned up. Whatever I said. Um, since its inception. So, I mean, they've already shelled out over $80,000 since this thing has started. Like, that's, that's remarkable, man. I mean, think about that. Over 380 people, and they've shelled out that kind of money. Yeah, over 130 sites have been, have been cleaned up. Like, you, you, you're getting such a benefit on, on every front. You can be as skeptical as you want, but numbers don't lie, do they? I mean, it's about as straightforward as you can get. Numbers don't lie. Um, yeah, and it's so definitely, it's definitely awesome, man. It is, you know. Uh, I don't want to talk about this right now in full detail. We can wait for another time, but you know, last week or the other day, that video of Benny Hinn came out. Basically, it, the caption was like he's denouncing the the. Uh, Prosperity gospel, that's not what he was doing. If you actually watch the video, what he says is that it grieves the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you know, if you want your miracle, give $1,000 right now. I believe God has a a thousand people that are going to give $100 for their next miracle. That's what he's uh, denying, that he's no longer, he's saying that he's no longer going to do that. But my point in bringing that up is that we have so many people that, are out there who are gullible, who are willing to give a certain amount of money to a preacher who says, give this money and you'll be blessed. But we, we are reluctant to give our money for a program like this because it helps people that are less fortunate and we don't want those people to use the money to buy drugs as if we're supporting their drug habit, air quotes. So you would rather help pay for your pastor's mansion and his Rolls Royce. You know what I'm saying? Instead of (laughs) 
really help some people that, that are really in need. Um, re- regardless, uh, if you think you're supporting a drug habit, you can't control people's choices and what they do with their money. I mean, that's the same case in many marriages. Thankfully, not mine. But I know people who uh, are struggling at home because they can't get their wives to stop spending all their money before they are able to pay their bills. You know what I'm saying? So, like, money is so, it's, it's such a divider and it's such a, a, uh, a point of contention with a lot of people. But, you know, scripture says it's just the love of the money. That's the root of all evil. Not that money itself is the root of all evil, but that the love of money is the yeah. root of all evil. Evil, And I think that one of the things that we can take away from a story like this is that if we're willing to be generous with what we have, the, the, the return to us can be so much greater than that which we've given out. And we should not be so reluctant because of people, but we should put our faith in God when we, when we decide what we do with our money and trust God and pray for an organization like this, that it'll continue to work out for the mutual benefit of everybody. That's my two cents on this. Word. So... Well, I definitely can't wait to explore that in more detail with the whole Benny Hinn thing. Yeah, it's another day. There's so much more there. But um Sure. But what you brought up is very interesting, man. I uh I totally agree with you. People <laughs> doing the whole, well, I don't want you to do this. Yeah. But then you air quotes tithe your money and seed your or sow your seed for blessing and <laughs> seed all your you're soul. doing is blessing your pastor yeah that's it that's it so seed your sow bro yeah well i mean i tell you what i like these little shorty wednesdays man we can do these we can knock these out all day long yeah for sure Stock them up. Stock up some Shorty Wednesdays. That'll be fun. So, hey, listen. If you like what you hear and you like listening to the content and you're enjoying it, give us a like and a share and a five-star rating. Drop us a line. Follow us on Instagram and all our social media stuff. And uh, we love you a long time. So, let's put a bow on it. For so long, we will love you. All right, folks, it's been real. All right, man. Peace. Peace. self-appointed fan club president you can visit unchurched podcast at unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com 
or at Unchurchedpod on Twitter and Instagram. See you there.